How do you build a team? How do you keep a team? How do you deal with hundreds of crises a day? Chances are you can't. There, there are two kinds of people in this world. There are people who like the relentless futility, heat, pressure, the, the, the insanity of, 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 of restaurant kitchens. And, and then there's everybody else, you know, normal people. Everyone knows and trusts Anthony Bourdain's word as the legendary chef's nuance and expertise chronicles decades of published works and public speaking events. And as he states, the industry is a fast-paced environment that definitely develops a certain stigma. But what happens when a chef breaks things down a bit? Where is the value created? How can we deliver consistent quality? What problems impact the customer? And most importantly, how do we give respect to the workers that make the kitchen functional in the first place? Well, according to former executive chef Rich Vellante, you look at the restaurant and kitchen as a value stream and begin to come to terms with these questions that have plagued the restaurant industry for decades. In this extra episode of the WLEI podcast, we look at a better way to approach the restaurant industry, the lean way, and how LEI's Josh Howell worked with Rich to establish a more supportive, mindful, and profitable way to run a kitchen that doesn't dismiss its essential employees. Hi, my name is John Cotter, a multimedia journalist for LEI, and I'll be the podcast editor and narrator for this episode. Kicking us off is LEI's executive director, Rich Vellante. You know, when you're, you're manufacturing a car, you're building something. And when you're in a kitchen, uh, your recipe is something that is being built. You built the flavors, you build the components. Operating a restaurant probably seems easier than building a car at first glance. You'd rather build a hamburger than build a Tesla. But a restaurant has the same problems to solve. Cut the lead time from order to delivery, cook great quality food, provide great service, as just one piece in disarray can disrupt the whole process. Just ask LEI's president, Josh Howell. Sort of the, the, the work that they're doing to provide great experiences, great service, great food for the guests. They're finding purpose through uh, the study of that work and the improvement of that work, or both. Well, I think there's different levels. I mean, from the management side, they're getting closer to the work to understand it so that they can manage better. From the cook level, uh, they are beginning to know what they should be doing and shouldn't be doing. Where before, it would be catch a catch can. Um, it would be uh, I'm going to do it this way because I just want to make sure that I don't get overwhelmed. A kitchen is hectic because you have a full dining room. You've got a grill cook who has 12 pieces of salmon, three steaks, and shrimp skewers with varying temperatures. You have an expediter who's coordinating these several stations. You have allergy risks to look out for, quality control around the revolving food orders. There's an almost overwhelming amount to keep track of. In the kitchen, you know, it's kind of an aggressive, difficult arena. It's a lot of stress. It's a little bravado. If you can last the night and deal with all the pressure and live to show up again tomorrow, like you're, you're, you're in the club. And that's always been kind of the mentality. And as we started to look at some of the stations and some of the areas where we made the food, when you're in a restaurant and someone places an order, we measure the, we call them ticket times. It's really the lead time. How many places in order? How long does it take to get it to the table? You coordinate that with all the other stations and it goes out to the customer. But does it take a time to tell the whole story? Is a cook unable to keep up because they can't handle the heat or is it because they've been given an impossible job? Rich explains a shift in the mindset within the kitchen. Well, we realized in, in our situation 
that the oven station was one of those stations that was always dragging and behind all the others and, and really slowing down the rest of the operation. It was, it was creating a longer lead time for everybody else. And we just thought it was because the guy on the station or the gal on the station, they just weren't good at what they did. And uh, they're not good enough. And we got we have to find somebody else. And what a naive, immature way of looking at the work. And so what LEI helped us do is really... Uh, build a work story. By beginning to solve issues around the oven station, they realized that it was the process, not the person, that might be slowing them down. And in the case of the seafood casserole, what we had someone do offlining was build that seafood casserole because there were about nine ingredients that had to be put together. And, and if you can imagine the hand time for a cook who's doing other things, putting the seafood casserole together, it's inevitable that they're going to make mistakes they're under a lot of pressure. They might forget something. What we understood was how many uh, seafood casseroles get ordered at a certain time. And we'd have someone offlining. One of their jobs was to build the seafood casserole already built. So that the cook, all they really needed to do was put it in the oven and take it out of the oven. Where previously they had to build this whole thing and it, take, it just took too much time. Now it's just work, put it in the oven, machine time. I can work on something else. Don't have to worry about it. And so it, it really helped with lead time in the whole kitchen, it helped with that actual individual and in their, in their work and really making it more purposeful and, and, and a little bit easier for them to, to not get so stressed. So to me, that seafood casserole was something that started the whole journey for us. The work story centered around having pre-made batches of the seafood casserole at the prep station. So a cook then just needed to put a prepared dish in the oven rather than assembling all the components. And the results, well, they went from a 95 second job to a 60 second job. They eliminated delays for the workers, which allowed for higher quality and a more consistent product. It sounds so silly at the time when you're, you know, seasoned chefs and people that have been in the, in the restaurant world. And what do you mean you want us to, to build a story, meaning every time the individual touches something, how long does that take? And how do they build this? And in, in our case was a seafood casserole. So let's begin to understand the work. And our coach, Josh Howell, helped us to really, in almost forcing us to say, look, this is where I want you to stay. I want you to understand the work being done on the seafood casserole. So we really literally had to measure the hand time, watch the hands, where do they go? What do they do? How does it work? Understand the machine time, understand the hand time. And as we began to watch and, and begin to build our story, meaning at each time the hand moves from one spot to the next, how long does that take? You build a, a, a story, tells you that, that this is how long it takes to build it. The multitude of different items that need to be prepared at different times and cadences can make for a disorganized workflow. But it all starts with observation and analysis as Rich explains the fruit that was needed for the bar area. There were hundreds of stories and learnings that we went through in different parts of the, the organization. Cutting of fruit in the bar, for example. We would cut the fruit in a different area than where the bartenders would serve the fruit. So you're, you're a bartender and it's a long night and you're tired and you've got all this fruit and the fruit ends up in the garbage. Okay. So the next morning, the person comes in and says, oh, there's no fruit. I'll just cut the fruit. And the restaurant was so large and busy that it would take six hours to cut all the fruit for this bar. Okay. So you can imagine how much fruit that was. We have a problem, right? We're throwing away 
cases of limes and lemons in over a year, that's extremely expensive. So how do we solve that problem? We have to do a number of different experiments. The first thing that we want to do is let's figure out how many drinks we sell that need a lime, how many drinks we sell that need an orange. We were cutting like a half a case of oranges, for example, and we only needed one orange. So we, we began to realize, let's figure out what we sell, uh, how many we sell, and what does that equate to one lime, one orange, going through that journey. And, and also using some elements of communication by posting, following up uh, communication so that the two could speak to each other. We just saved like $40,000 worth of fruit in a year because we just closed the gap of demand and production. We just got closer to the customer instead of being so far away and making decisions from, from a distance. Just making decisions from afar creates a disconnect as the best ideas tend to come from those who are closest to the work. And in the kitchen, it's the cooks whose work should encompass their passion, making quality food with minimal distractions, as their kitchen manager explains this when talking to LEI's editorial manager, Pat Panchik. If, if you're a cook and you really love to cook, that's what you want to do. You don't want to spend time gathering and, you know, doing kind of tasks like that. We kept tying all the conversations down to, you know, we're trying to make your job, you know, more purposeful and more meaningful. And it's going to get easier if we embrace some of these changes. So I think that that's ultimately what hit home for a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And did, did, did any of them start saying... Hey, why don't we do this? And having their own ideas. Yeah, I, I don't know if Matt shared with you, but we all we had a uh, little Jose story, and um, little Jose was our prep guy, and um, he immediately embraced exactly what we were trying to do when we went to this on-demand prep and <clears throat> having the prep person, you know, and a prep team ultimately like drive the setting up of the stations. And we came in one morning, and we had we had been there late late the night before and working on a lot of projects and observations and getting things, you know, labeled, organized, whatever the, whatever the task was. And, um, you know, there's little Jose with his coffee in the morning time and, uh, Matt and I are standing there and, uh, he came over with a piece of paper. So I was like, what's up Jose. And, uh, he said, you know, he's like, I came up with something last night and I want to share with you. Now we're, so we were like, yeah, of course. And, uh, he's like every day when I make Jasmine rice, I need to go up and down the elevator every time you guys ask me for jasmine rice. So I said, all right, well, what's your, what's your plan? And he says, we have this space right here. And I would really love to have the ingredient bin full with rice on my station. So it saves me the amount of time going up and down the elevator. And I have it like right here on my station. So it makes that whole process quicker. And that was like such a cool moment because it's one thing for, you know, myself to influence the managers and the managers trying to help implement the change. But then we knew that we were getting somewhere when some of the cooks, Jose ultimately being the first one, come to us with something that was so obvious that we hadn't even thought of at that point. And then it kind of like snowballed from there. It was just an, it was just awesome that, you know, somebody, you know, came up with their own idea and just wanted to do something to like impact the change of the restaurant. We knew that once we had one or two of them thinking that way, that it would, it would move a lot quicker. So that was like, that was a really cool moment. More importantly, this is a moment that wouldn't be possible without mindful observation, putting blame on the process instead of the person, and the customer-centric approach that came from collaboration with LEI. 